and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello, folks, and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forwards. We are a slightly depleted sales chat show posse for this session, folks. We, unfortunately, uh, Professor, as we like to refer to him, I don't like sales targets, Graham Jones who doesn't like sales targets, and uh, we have lots of arguments on that topic. But enough of that is unfortunately unavailable to join Mr. Jesson, who is here, and myself, Simon Hazeldean. He has academic responsibilities at the university to, to attend to. Uh, what did you say, Phil? You think he's just really polishing his briefcase? Is that what I think? Yes, I think he's... Um... Polishing his briefcase or something similar. Or maybe he's sharpening his chalk ready for the blackboard. <laughs> for the I'm sure, sure, sure the cutting edge of learning technology being utilized by our internet psychologist. Yeah. Hey Graham, I'm sure you'll be listening into this when you're uploading it to all the podcast platforms to make sure we haven't said anything rude about you, which of course we all attempt to do as often as we can during this episode, which is actually seriously called your efforts to differentiate yourself against your competition will fail without this vital element. Now I'm sure many of our sales chat show listeners will have seen the original research about five or so years ago from CEB, if I recall correctly, that said that 75% of salespeople think they're doing a good job of differentiating themselves against the competition, but only 3% of customers thought that salespeople were differentiating themselves well against uh, against the competition so we've got something we'd like to give you a really useful practical very very time-tested framework um but also just a bit of context there was a piece of research conducted you'll actually find it i think it's it's certainly available i think if you google for this selling to senior executives a uh, white paper about how salespeople establish trust and credibility with senior executives and, and part of the research says that once a salesperson sort of gets in front of a key stakeholder a senior stakeholder it, it to, to quote from the research executives use the first personal meeting with a salesperson to answer these specific questions does the salesperson understand our needs have they done their homework i.e on our industry, our strategies, do they understand our key business drivers? And, you know, if we look at the first piece of research where only 3% of customers are saying that, that salespeople are successfully differentiating their products and services, there's clearly a big gap. And I think that being one of the few people, perhaps that they see that can really articulate and show an in-depth understanding of the customer, what they need and what's most important to them is going to be something that will differentiate you very strongly from your competition who may be just doing the aren't we great standard sales pitch. But 
we've got we've got Mr. Jesson here in the absence of Mr. Jones. And Mr. Jesson is the architect of a fantastic framework that I had the great privilege of, of him introducing me to a number of many, many years ago now, which Phil refers to as a strategic bridges, which uh, was also you had a you had a, a piece of award winning software, Phil, didn't you? Containing yes. this this work of work of genius. Um for the for our listeners, explain the strategic <clears throat> bridges framework, and then why why do you think it's so important in salespeople being able to incorporate the elements of this in it? Phil, over over to you. Okie dokie, thank you for that. Um, yes, I'm very happy to explain this tool, this little diagram. Um, and I should point out that it can be used to understand in great detail a customer that we've known for many a year. Uh, and it can also be used as a framework on a first visit to see a brand new prospect, brackets, not yet a customer. So if you imagine that the diagram is on the screen now or on a piece of paper in front of our listeners, um, and it's essentially a diagram in sort of landscape style, so to speak, with three big columns across that page. So down the left-hand side is where the customer is today. And this is to record our understanding of where the customer's business is today. And I'm a great believer in less is more. So no more than 10 bullet points that summarize where the customer is today. Now, some of those bullet points are going to be facts. The turnover of the customer's business, for example, might well be a fact. Um, some of those bullet points are going to be figures, numbers, and some of those bullet points are going to be feelings, um, how the customer is feeling at the moment. There might be some interesting press articles that we've seen recently saying that they are worried uh, or they're happy or whatever. Um, so down the left-hand side, just to summarise, 10 bullet points, facts, figures and feelings that tell us where the customer is today. Now, moving across the page to the right-hand column, so you are leapfrogging the middle column, so to speak. Down the right-hand column is where the customer wants to be in the future. Now, the future needs to be defined. Some companies that I've worked with will say, well, that will be our business year, then 12 months. Other customers that I've worked with that have been doing the big strategic plan might have a three-year or a five-year time frame. Uh, and I've also worked with some companies that have been selling the business where the owner might say, well, I want to be, build this strategic bridges plan uh, because I want out in 15 months' time. So the time frame then becomes 15 months. But down the right-hand side, it's almost a mirror image of the left, although we are saying to ourselves, where does the customer want to be in the future? Where do they want to be with their financial performance, the customer, the, the, the market sectors they're working in, 
the products they're working in, the locations they have, the culture that they might want to change or whatever. So the missing column then is the one in the middle, which is basically how are they going to move from the left to the right? How are they going to move from where they are today to where they're going in the future? So this is uh, really broken down into a number of key strategies, hence the name Strategic Bridges. Uh, so what are the strategies in the middle that will move them from the left to the right? And generally speaking, we're only talking about a handful of business strategies here. Typically, what are they doing with their market sectors? What are they doing with their products and services? What are they doing with their people? What are they doing with their IT? And so on and so forth. Sitting inside each of those strategies will be a number of projects. So, for example, if you take a strategy called market sectors that the customer is working in, uh, that might be broken down into naming those market sectors. It might be broken down into the customer wanting to do some research in those market sectors or strengthening their position through better account management or whatever it happens to be. So visually, that middle section is half a dozen key strategies and a number of boxes that sit within each one that represent the individual project plans that are going on. So when that diagram has been, were you about to ask me a question there? No, I was just going to say no, no fantastic. I think a fantastic articulation of, of kind of what that what that looks like. I, my my comment was just going to be that you can actually have quite a lot of very powerful information, but in yeah. a very simple format on one page, for one, on one slide page. or one yeah one flip chart or on the whiteboard in the office or something. That, yeah. that was just I was going to say. I just found yeah. it to be that you know very powerful framework. I think my experience of it is it's a very good tool to share with the customer and say, have I got this right? Is my understanding of your business absolutely spot on as per this diagram? If you're working with a prospect for the first time, there's probably a friendly ally within the decision-making process that you could show the diagram to and say, well, before I get involved in this big pitch next week, this is going to be one of my slides. This is my understanding of where you are. This is my understanding of where you're going. This is my understanding of how you're going to get there. And I've also marked on this diagram where we think we can add value along that journey. So, have I got it right? And the friendly ally, probably the person that agreed to see you in the first place, um, they will tell you whether the diagram is right or not. But you, you're quite right, Simon. It is a very simple and very powerful tool. Um, I've lost count of the number of account managers that I've worked with who've gone into major presentations armed with 
the 50 page binder and the 50 PowerPoint slides. Uh, I very often say to account managers, if you get this one slide right, you won't have to bother with all the other stuff. You can more or less treat it as an appendix for people to read later on. And although that's quite a bold and brave approach, it's been very, very effective when an account manager says to the customer, maybe for ongoing renewal of contract time, that type of thing. Uh, well, let me just share with you where I think we are and use that diagram, use that slide to do it. I mean, um, I, I, I absolutely just want to take a moment, Phil, to say I've actually done literally what you've said. And I, you know, I took your suggestion many, many years ago. I remember probably the maybe the first or second time I used this. This was the only slide I managed to use, right? I was yeah. we were, it was actually in a pitch and it was for some it was a competitive pitch for some sales training. And I I used an adaption of this. It was a little bit down from their corporate strategy, a little, you know, a little bit you know, based upon that, but a little bit closer to to the the folks in the, the sales enablement, the sales training. Here's where you are now, here's where you you know want to be, here's here's you're planning on getting there. Um I'm, before we start talking about how we might be able to help you, can I just, you know, I literally said, can I just really make sure this is accurate? Have we captured this? And what came out of it actually was the customer wasn't perhaps as quite as clear on the results they wanted. We spent a lot of time. We probably spent 30 minutes talking about the results they wanted. Yeah. And then they, they literally sort of said, Oh, we've, we sort of run out of time. Let's get another date in the diary to talk about how you might be able to help us to, yeah. to, to, to achieve these results. And it was the purpose of the meeting was allegedly for them to assess, uh, yeah. you know, me as a potential provider. Yeah. And we actually achieved that. But we, I was the only person called back. And they yeah. said, we're really like, you know, you really helped us understand the results we wanted. Now let's talk about the how, and that yeah. that appeared to differentiate. So it was such yeah. a powerful, such a powerful conversation. And I only literally used the one slide in well, the, the whole thing. The, the one slide I think is quite important because if this diagram is used effectively with an existing customer, you could say you only have to sell once a year. If yeah. you get this right and understand the full strategic situation from the customer's point of view and where you can add value, you, you may not have to bother with monthly or quarterly visits. You've done it all in the one, and thereafter it's just a case of staying touch, in touch and updating the customer on what you're actually doing to, to, to deliver your part of that journey. But a couple of other points I just mentioned – um, it is the type of tool that can be emailed to and fro after meetings. So rather than sending umpteen notes and emails, nothing better really than the account manager saying, well, I'll update the strategic bridges diagram, bearing in mind what we've been talking about and the information you shared with me. Um, and, the, and the diagram is moved backwards and forwards electronically, and it's very often a useful tool to brief people who are attending a meeting if they weren't there beforehand and also very useful for sending to people who were unable to attend yeah. a meeting. But now they've been brought up to speed. I think 
it has uh, just two more stories uh, from me, Simon. Uh, one of my customers made the decision some years ago that they were going to have 10 away days with their top 10 customers. You know the type of thing. Mm. Hotel somewhere, nice coffee, nice pastry, work together for a couple of hours, have a few sandwiches on the table, good relationship, bit of humour, bit of banter, that type of thing. They've been working with these customers for many years, but they wanted to have a structured meeting, not necessarily a formal one. And the structured meeting came via the Strategic Bridges diagram, and they worked with each of those top 10 customers on where is the customer now, where are they going in the future, and how are they going to get there? And in all 10 cases, it had a fabulous effect and galvanized the relationship. And imagine how frustrating that is for a competitor who is still left out in yeah. the cold. And the other story that you've heard me tell before is of the account manager who was um, doing a presentation to a major retailer. Um, he was uh, fourth to go. Uh, by design, he was number four on the day. Uh, and when he started his presentation, he only used the strategic bridges diagram. He got 20 minutes in, the chief executive stood up, very publicly announced to the account manager and the other directors in the room that he was leaving. Uh, not the best thing you want to see if you are the account manager, <laughs> but he turned to the account manager and said, you are the only person I've seen today that's made any effort whatsoever to really understand our business. As far as I'm concerned, you've got the business. My colleagues will decide for themselves. And with that, he left the room. <laughs> and that, of course, is a massively powerful signal to the colleagues in the room that they better come up with a very good reason not to go ahead with the account manager because the chief executive yeah. has passed his or her comments on the way out so it's it is a, very very powerful it's such a wonderful story and it is it is to link back to my opening and what i was saying you know why i think this framework helps is the whole thing the whole focus is about the customer at least initially and then of course people may be saying okay this is great <clears throat> we're all talking about the customer you know where, where does our sale come in here well, because you mentioned the strategies that the customer and then there are projects. And in some of those projects, you probably can help some of those strategies you can empower, you can you can enable. And also, I think it helps to position yourself as a strategic enabler, strategic yeah. partner, rather than just a transactional supplier. We are going yeah. to help you achieve. Also, don't forget, folks, they might have a strategy but they might not have worked out how to do it. And they might have some obstacles, some barriers that are getting in the way. Yeah. And you may very well can help. But also I think, say, for example, I'm working with clients in the IT sector. One would hope that a, a company or an organization, government or public sector, there'll be the organizational strategy. And then there will be nested strategies underneath the IT strategy, the people strategy, whatever, whatever that is. And again, these are like a Russian doll, I suppose. But beneath the overall strategy, there might be an IT strategy. If you're in the IT industry, your solutions, 
may be the thing that helped the client. I mean, there'll always be an IT strategy now in any organization in, you know, in, in the modern, in the modern world. So I mean, that's really powerful. If you are a couple of thoughts, a couple of tips, if you are looking after large customers, the annual report is a great place to go because it'll probably answer most of these questions for you. And um, if you don't know everything, that's fine because you can fill it in with a customer, which I think is, is you know, really, you know, you mentioned yep. the, you know, am I correct or I'm missing this or is there anything else? Or you can say very powerful question. What have I missed that you think is important? And you are engaging the customer in a conversation about their organization and about their yep. business first. Then when you've established that you understand it, then you are talking about how you can help them to achieve what it is. The other thing just just to, to say is talking about the results they want to achieve alone is a super powerful thing yeah. to do in, in sales in my in my experience, Phil. I just think that you know it's we're going back to sales 101 basic feature and benefit selling right the benefit the outcome the results that's you know even you know let's we can hopefully move a bit beyond just features and benefits now but it's around results outcomes and yeah. that that i think is so 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 powerful and, and just on that point simon one of the reasons why uh, the outcome column the right hand column works so well with the left is it becomes a gap analysis by yeah. any other name and I think the customer realizes that where they are today and where they want to be in the future, that's not going to happen unless they actually do something to make it happen and also engage the services of other yeah. organizations to help them make that journey. So it's a subtle pain inducer, but it does do exactly that. It, it, it highlights the gap and what the customer needs to do. Uh, a couple of other enhancements I can suggest. Um, if, if ever uh, someone was to use the Strategic Bridges uh, concept, uh, rather than just sitting there trying to fill something out on a laptop, um, much better uh, to actually try and do it on uh, flip chart pages because it's a more interactive, flattering yeah. way yeah of doing it. I've actually been in meetings where two flip charts stand side by side where we are today and where we want to be in the future. And then I've moved those two flip charts five yards apart and stuck a third flip chart in the middle called, so how are you going to get there? Mm -hmm. And by moving the two flip charts apart, again, it's a bit of a pain inducer uh, and begs the question. So, Okay, how can you help us achieve that? Um, and on the software version of this, you can, of course, also color code it, red, amber, and green. And again, those psychologically powerful colors work. So if the customer has flagged up an area of high priority that is not working effectively, that, of course, is a bonus for us. Because if you've got the solution to an area that is high priority and not working well, they're going to be very, very receptive to what you have to say. There's are so many, I think there are just so many powerful applications here. By the way, I love the 
the the moving them spatially in the room apart, which is sends a powerful sort of almost subliminal message as well, doesn't it? About about that you need to close. I mean, contrast providing a contrast as well, very yeah. powerful thing in selling. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen it done in marketing and advertising. Classic thing for um people you know uh people like um slimming you know slimming clubs slimming weight weight watching kind of people is there'll be the classic you know here's here's the person pre our wonderful diet and here's them afterwards you know with the trousers they're wearing the same pair of trousers which are now huge and it's that contrast before and after that's super powerful because it allows the brain to see. And then like you say, you can then talk about, and if you don't achieve this, yeah, the impact on your business, ouch. And then you've got some, you've got some super, super pain. I think even if nothing else, I mean, um, it's also a questioning framework folks for me, which is kind of like, you know, to the customer, where are you now? Where do you want to be? And when, how are you planning on getting there? What might be getting in the way is a really powerful questioning structure as well that you can visually follow in your mind. But I would strongly recommend turning up having done at least some research on a new customer because you remember what that research said, the selling to senior executives, have they done their homework, i.e. on our industry and our strategies? So no, I don't think, uh, you know, in our modern age with google at our fingertips we have any excuse not to have done at least some yeah research on our customer and then you add to it then you uh you then you add to it because they know there's only so much you can find out yeah without actually talking talking to the customer so yeah i say super i think super super powerful uh framework so so folks that is strategic bridges so um phil's used it a ton i've used it a ton you know, to, to close lots of business. And it, it is a, it's a simple, but powerful framework and give it a go. See, see how it works. See how you can incorporate it into your sales methodology, your sales presentation methodology, your questioning methodology. It really is going to set you apart from your, your competition. Uh, Mr. Jesson, any closing um, no, I th- comments I th- I, or any thoughts? Um, just two closing thoughts. Some of the people that I've worked with, uh, the, the first step that they often take is to build the strategic bridges diagram around their own business to get the hang of it before they then start to ask the customer yeah. about it. And of course, if it is a partner relationship on another day, the customer might say, well, tell me a little bit more about what's going on in your business. Yeah. Uh, and, and very often there's this sort of reciprocal sharing of strategic bridges understanding, you might say. And I think the other thing we should just flag up is if any of our listeners would like to see the visual version of strategic bridges, then just let us know and we can point you in the right direction. Yeah, sure. Ping us an email from Sales Chat Show. There's a message facility on there. It talks about, it's a, you know, it says, what topics would you like us to cover? Um, feel free to use. If you do have a topic you'd like us to cover, please let us know. But if you just want to copy the Strategic Bridges, just, just go there and just put Strategic Bridges diagram, please, or whatever in the subject line, ping it across, and we'll we'll absolutely make sure you, you get a copy of it. Super, super useful. And yeah, in terms of orientating yourself to it, Phil, I suppose it's uh, is um, it, it can be used for sort of um, if you've got any personal projects, you want to try and orientate yourself to the concept. If you're going to run a marathon or something, and yeah. you know where are you now? 
I'm only running five kilometers. Where do you want to be? I want to run. I want to run the marathon. And then, and then um, you might have some measures of your VO two max. You might have how, you know, your current weight or your body mass index, what Mm. that would need to be the other side or your time per mile and then across the strategies going across you know obviously getting the miles in yeah you might have high intensity interval training you might have dietary things some equipment things that you're going to use to get you there using it like that just helps you to get into the idea and the framework and then um, and uh, i've certainly had uh clients of mine who personally um, have used it to do exactly that. The one that springs to mind are uh, 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 three brothers who were running a business um, and they each individually decided to use the diagram to look at their own health, wealth and happiness. So there they are oh, with a, yeah. a corporate version of strategic biz- bridges for the business, but they also did personally health, wealth, and happiness were the three strategies that they put in the middle of the diagram and they did some individual work on that. Whether they shared it or not, I have no idea, but essentially no. they just they just did it as a personal exercise. Yeah, it'd be very powerful from a health point of view. What are your metrics now? What do you yeah. want them? What do you want them to be? Blood pressure, cholesterol levels, those sort of things will be, you know, good, good. Probably know your num- know your health numbers as well as your financial numbers. I think for your business is obviously a, a smart thing to do. So wonderful, thank you very much, Phil. So folks, there are well over two hundred information packed episodes from the Sales Chat Show podcast available from all the major major play- platforms and places you may want to access the the your podcast from please feel free to subscribe to the sales chat show so you get notified every time we uh bring out a new episode which we do on a regular basis so mr jesson thank you for sharing your wisdom on strategic bridges with our listeners and we would just like to wish you all good luck and good selling folks You have been listening to an episode of The Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at The Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 